God's people, on today's show, I give you four things to do when you get to your purpose. Yes, that's right. Everyone always talks about finding success and what the keys are, but no one ever tells you what to do when you get there. We cover that. I also tell you guys exactly why I haven't been on Facebook for about a month and a half, two months. Ooh, can't wait till you get that information with your nosy self. We talk about the stock market and what that has to do with your life and your purpose and trajectory. Right about now, you need to sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. inspiration. Now session. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 92, people. I want to take a quick moment to congratulate everybody who's been listening to this show. Let's call it for for at least 25 episodes. If you've listened to at least 25 episodes of Inspire God's People, the podcast, shout out to you. Like, much love to you. Matter of fact, like, if, you know, some of y'all have already told me how many of y'all listen to. I got people who done rock with me since the beginning. Literally episode one. Thank you for y'all. But if you a person that, that hasn't said nothing and you just want to let me know, like, yo, I have heard at least 25 episodes of Inspire Guys People. I want you to email me jermainwilsonmusic at gmail.com simply so I can personally thank you. That means the world to me. But here's the other reason I want to congratulate you. Because I'm seeing people who've been rocking with this show for the long term. I'm actually seeing God bless y'all. I see the businesses popping up. I see the businesses growing. I see people doing new things, trying new things in Christ Jesus, Christian entrepreneurs stepping out. I see the job promotions. Like the thing about it, about this show that's so fulfilling for me is like there's so many people that are producing real fruit and real results. And I know for a fact, just based on conversations that have been had and some of the shows and the feedback, that at the least, I'm not taking the credit. I'm just congratulating you because this is what it's all about. And so today, I want to say, welcome to Purpose. Now, don't worry. If you like a new listener, go ahead and ride this one out. But I want to make sure you're getting all the benefits. So if you're a new listener, you got to start at episode one. You at least got to go back to like the 20s or 30s because you missing. It's some steps in there that's going to really get you to where you got to go. And I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss the journey. And like, uh, it's still going to be good if you starting here. You know, if you just stubborn. But I'm telling you, it's some things that you missing that are amazing and you could catch back up. And you could join us on the journey. Matter of fact, you could listen to the new episode and the old episode every week. Just listen to two a week, like, and then you'll be halfway to catching up. But the reason I'm saying welcome to purpose, and by the way, there's going to be a, um, I'm going to share the show notes for this show. So if you are interested in receiving the show notes, email me, Music at gmail.com, and I will send you 
I don't know if it's going to be a Word document or a PDF, but I'm going to share today's notes. I think it's going to help somebody to have the notes, to see it, um, to see how I was thinking through putting this episode together. But here's the thing, y'all. We've been doing a lot of talking, I mean, over the last couple years, just about being guided to our purpose, right? And, and when we talk about purpose road, right, which we've discussed purpose road, um, one of the things is like, there's so much time that's a lot of time spent on the journey, right? But then we don't talk that much about what to do when you get there. I was kicking it with a friend of mine today, and he was um, kind of telling me some of the things he was thinking through and some things that he was kind of, I ain't going to say like some, some minor things he was going through in his life. But the crazy thing about it is he's been on the way up the whole time. Like all of our previous conversations over this last summer, this whole summer has been about how God is blessing and doing some things for him. And he was feeling like he was taking a step back. And it hit me. Like I, I was like, yo, it's, it's like the stock market. And I, I told him, I was like, with the stock market, Right. With, with the stock market, there there's ups and there's downs. And, and I'm not going to I'm not going to get into that because you might not be interested in, in the stock market. But one thing is, like, if, if you take um, Zoom, Zoom is one of those stocks that have skyrocketed during the pandemic. I mean, it has gone crazy during the pandemic. It was over trading over four hundred dollars a share last week. Now, I think today it went back down to like three fifty two at the time that I was recording this. Here's my point. Even though last week Zoom was at 400 a share and this week it's at 350 a share, it's still like 200% higher than where it was six months ago. So what's my point? With the stock market, a lot of times you, what you hope for if you invest is that it will be like a straight line up, that you will invest in something and the next day it'll just go up, 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 up and never come down again. But if you pull up any um, stock chart, just, just like Google today, like Apple stock price, and you're going to see a chart. And on that chart, even though the chart may be going up over time, in order to get to that higher place, that stock went through a lot of ups and downs. So I was telling my homeboy, I was like, the crazy thing about it is I hear you. I hear that you kind of having, you, you feel like you taking a step back you feel like some things have kind of caught you by surprise. But I was like, the thing about it is, bro, like your, your stock is still rising. And so I want to say to y'all today that that stock chart is a lot like it is to find purpose. A lot of times we look at like finding purpose as like, yo, I'm here. I graduated from being average and now I'm living in greatness. And now everything's going to be perfect. My marriage, perfect. Kids, perfect. Job, perfect. And it's not the case. And what ends up happening when you set those unrealistic expectations for yourself, you think that you're getting into something without actually realizing the reality or the responsibility of it. So one thing I'm going to tell you about just this idea of kind of the ups and downs of purpose it's like, even when you get knocked down sometimes, if you still on the way up, that's the goal. The goal of this show hasn't been for 
you know, however many episodes to get you to like living perfect. You're, oh, I don't make mistakes. No, I no longer make mistakes. No, no, Jermaine, I'm perfect. No, we know that's, that's not the case, right? The goal has to been to change your trajectory, right? To get you on a projected path of going up always, even when you're going down. Now, that's the crazy thing about it. I love this about the stock market. A stock's price can be rising even if they have a down day today. So some of us, like we might feel down or, or, or feel a certain way today. And what I would challenge you to do is check your stock for the past six months. A lot of us don't look at our history long enough to see what has God done for me over the last three months, six months. What has he blessed me with? We, we just pay attention. We pay so much attention to the drawbacks that we turn them into the complete reality. You feel me? All right, now I'm going to give you all four things to do once you arrive to your purpose. These four things are inspired by SkydreamingApparel.com. I'm rocking a T-shirt right now today, and this really wasn't even going to be like the whole vibe of today's show, but I've been wearing this shirt today, and this is one of my favorite T-shirts. And, you know, we'll get into the four things and maybe I'll post a picture of the T-shirt or something um, in the email for everyone who's on the email list. But check out SkyDreamingApparel.com. I will definitely include the link in the description of today's show so that you can show some love. Uh, this brand is by my homie Doug, a.k.a. Reed B. Versus. Yeah. So y'all show him some love. And you know what I mean, uh, Doug? Hopefully I can get some royalties for this free advertisement, my brother. Uh, just cash at me, J Will Music, J W I L M U S I C. Thank you so much, Doug. There, I'm joking, but but there's a part of me that really wants to charge him a royalty fee, you know. So anyone who buys this T-shirt, like, can you just let me know you bought the shirt so I can kind of can I keep track of his sales on the side? No, I'm just, I'm joking. I'm not gonna do that. Here's the thing: number one, dream. So when we talk about dreaming, and you know, I've I've talked about this. A couple of different ways. I love the word dream. It could be translated a couple of different ways. But when I say dream, I'm really talking about dreaming according to God's purpose for your life, right? So I'm not talking about just selfishly dreaming or fantasizing, but dreaming with the purpose, right? So the first thing you need to continue to do, even once you arrive at the destination of purpose or success, is you have to continue to dream. Dream represents hope to me. And I think for some people, you lose your way because maybe you were in it for the wrong reason or we allowed an enemy to come in and take away that hope, take away the like the faith, the thing that that drove us in the beginning. And the enemy wants to to replace God's purpose with a false purpose. Right a purpose that doesn't lead to Christ. And what that looks like is like sometimes we get a little bit of success and we allow ourselves to be corrupted. So it's like, man, you know, let's just use the example of an artist. Artist starts out, they really clean cut. They always talking about how they are Christian and they grew up in church. And I just want to do this because I love music. That's it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they, they, they play the game. And then they get the success and they, they say they went into 
a darkness to be a, a light. But over over the years, when you really look at it, that artist has allowed themselves to look more and more like the world. I've seen that happen a lot of times. And it always perplexes me like, man, how can people start off on fire for God? Now, I understand we all human, right? So I'm definitely not being self-righteous or acting like it couldn't happen to me if I was being in my flesh. But it's just something that has always intrigued me from like, man, like, how could you go from being so on fire for God to being so superficial or caught up in the money and all these things and, and lose track of what got you here? So what I say to anyone who gets a little bit of success is don't forget how God blessed you. Don't forget the journey of purpose. Don't forget purpose road and how God kept you through all of those ups and downs, all of those prayers. Right. It wasn't perfect, but you prayed and God gave you peace. Don't allow yourself to lose that. So many people lose that, man, and allow themselves to be more concerned about money or status and fame. And, you know, look at me. We we become we love ourselves so much that we become lovers of ourselves. And we know that the Bible warns us of, of that. So it's like, look, I want you to love yourself, but don't be a lover of yourself. You feel me? Step two. <laughs> Again, inspired by the T-shirt I'm wearing, by the way, skydreamandapparel.com. Create. So first you want to dream. Then you want to create. Now, create for me represents originality. I tell people all the time, I've said it on this show. I believe in creation so much because of the first five words in the Bible. In the beginning, God created. It was the first thing God did. In the beginning, God created. That's how important it is to create. Now, to create represents originality. And I'm one of those people that believe as Christian entrepreneurs, business people, professionals, Whatever you're doing, you don't have to copy the world. So many of us feel like we have to conform to the ways of the world and how they doing things. You know what I never understood? Who made the world the standard? Why? If you use the example of like, it's because they're the ones with millions of followers. So then I would say the principle that you're living by is whoever has the most followers is right. That's just not the case. Like, it, it's not the case because we know that when Jesus was alive, the masses of people were not following him. He had 12 with him. Then, of course, his movement started to grow. But really, it really grew once he died and resurrected. Right. And of course, that would make sense. Right. But my point is, it's not like everybody was just agreeing with him because he was here. Like the majority was rocking with him. It was actually the opposite, which is I got crucified, right? So I don't live off of the principle that whoever the most people like, that's the one I got to follow. Oh, I have to do my podcast like this because they're becoming successful in the world and that's how they do podcasts. Nope, I can't rock like that. To create is like, I always think of art. I think of a blank canvas. Every week when I do this show, um, even when I'm at work, because I work with the same passion in my corporate job, when I create my music, when I created fashion, when I like whatever I design, I want to create as much as possible from scratch so that when I leave this place, you really have 
whatever art God gave me. I want when people listen back to Inspire God's People, the podcast, for it to be an original work of art. It doesn't have to look or sound like other podcasts. That's not what I'm trying to do. This is an original masterpiece. I can talk. So I want you to create an original masterpiece. I want you to start seeing the work that you do, see the life that you live as an original creation. Don't see the life that you live as a replica. I've mentioned this on a um, show maybe a year or so ago. You know, I love Van Gogh. And I'm not even really sure if you're supposed to pronounce it Van Gogh. I don't know. I think it's Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh. Or Van Gogh. Someone tell me the correct pronunciation. And I will adhere to your correction. But what I want you to think about is, I was looking at one of his paintings, like the Starry Night is one of his paintings. And these paintings range anywhere from 60 to $100 million, or the high 90s, right? But the crazy thing about it is that a replica of the Starry Night can be found for about $14 online. It looks just like it. It's a replica, right? It's the same colors. It's all of that. But the original piece of art is worth so much more than a replica, I can't even do the math of the percentage. If you're talking about the difference between a replica and an original being one is $14 for the copy replica and the original is $100 million, then that should tell you how much you should be valuing God allowing you to live an original life. He's giving you original work. He's giving you original art. He's giving you original music. He's giving you original creativity. Like you don't have to follow or copy the world. I don't allow people to give me those standards. Now, don't get me wrong. If someone says, hey, you record the best music in a studio with the microphone, I don't then go outside and try to record my music with a pencil instead of a microphone. Like, I'm not just telling you to be a rebel without a cause. But what I'm saying is find your originality. Find the way you walk through your purpose. Because so many times we allow the world to tell us how to create. First you dream, then you create. Number three, rinse. I love it. (laughs) So the third step when you find yourself to purpose is to rinse. What do I mean by that? We know that we are washed clean by the blood of Jesus, right? But what I'm trying to say is whenever you find yourself have gone on a journey, like, again, I travel a lot. When I take a trip, I plan on taking a shower when I get to my destination. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like a long day of traveling. And if you if you've been on a road trip or you just been through you ever just been traveling and been through a lot and you like, you know what? It's time for me to hit a shower today. I done been through a lot. What I'm saying is that when you're on this road to purpose, again, there's a lot of ups and downs, right? You're going to take some nicks and some bruises along the way. You need to refresh yourself to rinse, to, you know, get in your word, to pray, to repent. Like, give yourself that moment to talk to the Lord and say, all right, Lord, I've made it to this level. I know that this isn't the championship. I know that I have more to go. But let me take a a brief pause for a day or week. It depends on what you do and everybody's schedule in life is different. But I'm saying we need to rinse sometimes. Like, we need to allow ourselves to be made new, 
right? Sometimes that might mean fasting, praying, whatever. At the end of the day, just don't burn yourself out. And again, man, when you when you trying to find purpose and you trying to get to a certain goal, you can burn yourself out sometimes doing too much, right? And and what I want you to understand is I say it all the time, rest is earned. And what I mean by that is is nothing wrong with resting if you tired from working. Where rest becomes laziness and it's not even really rest if it's like Yo, you don't even do anything. Like, you just sit around all day and you're talking about you tired. Like, you don't deserve a day off if you don't do anything. A day off from what? Nothing. So, rest is earned, meaning that when you do hard work, allow yourself that opportunity to take a step back, whether it be a vacation, time with your family, your spouse, your kids, whatever it may be. Just rinse, man. Uh, and, and look, I also want you to know this because we're all human, right? I'm human, you human. I can't just do this show like I do this show every week, but I have to rinse in between. Um, you know, before COVID, I was preaching every fourth Sunday for the last five and a half years. Every one. I think I missed five in five years. But every month, going preaching, speaking at churches, traveling, doing music, working a corporate job. In a Fortune 50 company, like all of these things, right? I have to constantly rinse because otherwise it's like, bro, you can't, you, you're not perfect. You, there's too many things. And, and here's the thing about rinsing that's dope. Rinsing is like self-reflection to, to like cleanse yourself of whatever, like maybe things, blind spots you're missing in your life. So let me give you an example. Let's say I go through like, like, let's call it three months of like super busy, like I'm busy, right? And let's say in that three months, at some point, my wife come to me like, hey, like, yo, you kind of been uh, super busy or distant or maybe you don't have time for this or that, right? That might be a moment for me to rinse because because I'm human, I got caught up in work. I got caught up in everything that I'm trying to accomplish. Thank God if my wife calls me out on it, it allows me to look at me and be like, all right, Jay, it's time to rinse. Hey, you're not the worst person in the world. You just human. Like, and you can't just expect yourself to do these things without having any type of mistakes or shortcomings or things that you need to improve. Rinse. Step four is real easy. Repeat. Dream, create, rinse, repeat. That's what the shirt says, skydreamingapparel.com. The reason we say repeat is because this is what? A process. You are you. I haven't arrived. I'm not like, thank God for the purpose he has me living in and things like that. But I'm human, which means that everything that I just described at different points in your life and in different areas, you're going to have to consistently dream, create, rinse, repeat. Some of us do it one time and think we made it. We think we just feeling ourselves like, look at you. You did it one time. Can you repeat? Living, the, the Bible talks about denying ourselves, picking up our cross daily and following Christ. Dream, create, rinse, repeat. What's up, people? You are now listening to Inspire God's People by my homeboy, Jay Will. And I am Doug Rogers, a.k.a. Read Me Versus. I am a clothing line entrepreneur. And you can check out all my clothes, including... My top selling I Can't Trust You t shirt at skydreamingapparel.com. 
Again, that is skydreamingapparel.com. Thank you for listening to us. All right, y'all. Y'all know I had to show some love to my homie Doug, a.k.a. Reby Versus. Again, for the dope shirt, dream, create, rinse, repeat. I want to do a quick scripture of the day, and then we are going to jump into our what in the world segment. Let's do it. Today, I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13, and it reads as this. In the New Living Translation, it says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Now, I think that's a really relevant scripture for the times that we live in today where everyone has a voice and opinion. Everyone's passionate. Now, those are all good things, right? That's what, you know, I know we have listeners all around the world and I can't act like I know the situation in every country, right? But speaking as an American, technically, we have freedom of speech and things like that. Technically, right? Those things are a little weird now because you say the wrong thing today. And I don't know that it's necessarily that free. But my point is, at the end of the day, things like Facebook, which we'll talk about. I'm going to talk about Facebook today. Um, you know, it, it has this it attracts people who want to talk and say things. And that's good. That's what I do here on this podcast. But the problem is when people speak without facts and you know, when we, when we think about the Bible, it it literally said, let me, let me read the scripture again. If, if you missed it, it literally says spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. So my point is we live in this world where let's say some video comes out and I don't want to make it nothing too crazy, but all kind of videos come out. Let's say it was an argument in a video and, you know, we saw 30 seconds or we saw a piece of an argument. Right. And then all of a sudden, everybody in the world jumps out with their opinions. And it's like people are literally jumping to conclusions without facts. and. I've seen it several times. Then when more facts come out or something changes, then you have to come out and recant your your statement. Now, again, I know that's a tricky thing, especially in today's climate. There could be some good things, right, with some of the things that happen in the world where it's like, man, thank God they had cameras to catch that, whatever. All I'm saying is in all of these situations in our world today, let's make sure we're getting all of the facts before we just spout off. And I see this a lot in politics. I see this a lot just with so much of the tension that's going on in the world. And that's why we tried to create a culture in this show of like a safe place to come for believers, to be inspired, um, to walk in your purpose, to live godly, regardless of what color you are, what part of the world you're from. We are really united by faith. And that's the culture of this show. That's what I'm continuing to try to push. Because I think so much of our world is pushing us just to be arguing. And it's like, do you even know what you're arguing about? Because you're not an expert on that. I'm not an expert on that one. We only saw one half of the story. Let's just wait. The whole thing is like, just seek out all of the facts as much as you can before you allow yourself to jump to conclusions that are inconclusive. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. I think inconclusive was the right word to to use there. You know how you just go for it, like a word pops in your mind and you like, you know what? I'm tired of 
not jumping out on faith and going for it. I'm going to just use this word right here with pure confidence and hope that it's the right word. And if not, hopefully people will forget I ever said it. Guys, people, what in the world is up with people who call their manager to solve an issue and the manager can't solve the issue? Or at least they act like they can't solve the issue. Like what happened with me and my wife this past weekend at the furniture store. All right. So let me walk you through the situation. Right. You know, what COVID is going on, the pandemic all year. People are upgrading things at their house because you're sitting at home all day. It's like you seeing stuff that you never saw that needed to be done. It's like I'm looking at stuff like I guess because I'm in my office so much looking at this wall. I'm like, you know what? We need to paint that corner or that wall. You know, I'm changing pictures. I'm, I'm being honest. I didn't change so much stuff in my house this year. I think that's just been like the, the highlight of my summer has been changing something or fixing something in the house. Right. So one of those things is we wanted a new rug, right? It's like, you know what? I ain't like the last rug. We gave a couple rugs away. It was like, yo, you know what? And they were still in good shape, too. We don't give stuff away that's not, you know, good. I'm not giving you a rug that look like it's been rugged. You know what I'm saying? Like, look like it been through something. You know, I want to give you a rug that look like it and been rinsed before I give it to you. All right. Anyway, dream, create, rinse, repeat. So we go to this new furniture store that just opened and it's like, cool, nice little selection, decent prices. And we were kind of looking for rugs. First of all, let me say this. Like what's what in the world is going on with rug prices? First of all, I'm like, whoa, hold on, brother. Um, I don't know. I, I guess a rug is something I never cared about that much. And, you know, you, you start getting a little more mature and you start caring about things. Then you asking yourself, how much do I care about a rug? Because this is very expensive. But anyway, you know, we was trying to upgrade our rug game. So we go into this store and find a rug that we think we actually found like six or seven that we liked. We buy the rug for a trillion dollars. And, you know, number one, then they like they wrapped my man, wrapped it up, kind of set it to the side. So I'm like carrying this huge rug out the store. Okay, no problem. You know, I'm not going to complain. Y'all just y'all a new store. I don't know how y'all do things here. We take the rug right home. Um, you know, I lay the rug out. Wifey like, uh, nope, don't like it. I'm like, oh, like if y'all knew me and Tiff, like with stuff like this, if you look at me, my face is just blank for five seconds. Like I'm about to have to roll this rug back up, huh? I'm about to have to tape this rug back to the store, ain't I? Okay. So I give myself five seconds to process it all. I get up, roll up the rug. All right, let's drive all the way back to the store. It wasn't that far, maybe 20 minutes away. Go to the store. Now, you talking about we were just in this store an hour ago. We get in here. We walk up to the exact salesperson. Like the same two to three. It was like two or three people that helped us all together. We walked up to those people holding the rug that we just bought. And they literally didn't know who we were. Like, this blows me away. Like, you know how I was expecting to, like, walk up to the people and, like, 
it, you know how like when you get getting close to someone and they recognize you and it's like, oh, what happened? Y'all back. No, it was none of that with these people. Like no awareness at all. Like I'm looking at them like, bro, like we were just here. So we walk up. I'm like, it's it's me. I would take off the mask that I'm forced to wear in this store, but I had the mask on the first time you dealt with me. So it's not like you like, oh, I can't see your face. I didn't know it was you. Like, no, bro, it's me. Like, it's the, it's the same color mask. I, it's, it's me. Okay, cool. So when we explain to them, like, yo, we, we're here to, we want to exchange this rug. They like, oh, yeah, rug, ooh, yeah, we can do an exchange, but that's a 15% restocking fee. <laughs> oh, hold on, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I was just here an hour ago, bro. You mean to tell me you want to charge me 15%? Now, here's the thing about it. This is a furniture store. So, so before you get mad at me, I'm cool with the restocking fee in general at a, at a furniture store. You feel me? If that's how you do it, I'm not mad at that. Cool. You got a restocking fee. I'm picturing large furniture that costs three, $4,000 and you got to deliver it. You need to take it back to the warehouse. Cool. Restocking. I get it. We purchased a rug. The rug was hanging up like I don't I, I don't know. The, it was hanging by some clamps, but it was like 10 feet away from me. There is no restocking. I'm like, so they tell me this and I'm just you got to know me to really know me. I'm looking at them like I'm just going to get quiet. I'm the kind of person that's just going to look at you. But the thing is, I'm not leaving. So you telling yourself, OK, the situation ain't resolved because he hasn't left. But he's not arguing. He's just looking at me because my thing is that's the wrong answer to the test. You did not pass. That's not the correct password. Nope. That's not what we agreed to. So the person is like, all right, cool. Let me get my manager. I'm like, no problem. You could get your manager, the owner, whoever we got to get. I'm not paying you 15 percent to put this rug back on those clamps right there. OK. And the other rug we want is right there. They cost the same price. Like, don't make me steal this rug and leave mine. That's my thinking. Like, don't make me do it. I'm just joking. I'm not going to steal the rug. But is it stealing if I leave the other one behind? That's something that crossed my mind, I think, when I was in there. But I'm like, I don't want to risk going to jail over this rug, okay? They go get the manager, right? My man comes in. Yeah, how you doing? I'm like, hey, tell him the situation. He's like, oh, no problem. We can exchange it. I'm thinking, great. It was a slight pause, right? He's like, yeah. We just got to charge you a 15% restocking fee. That's it. Now, here's the thing. First of all, I love that his energy and his delivery, right? Because he actually delivered it like it was good news. Like, it was crazy. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. We could do that. Yeah, just 15%. I'm like, bro, this was an expensive rug. 15% extra is a, actually a lot more money. Like, that's not. I looked at him. I was like, no, you don't get it. I was just here an hour ago. Like, I can get it if this is next week. My re the, the ink on my receipt is still fresh. Like, so I looked at him. I was like, I got this rug from right there where we're looking at off of that little clamp. Like, what re you're going to charge me 15% to go and hang this rug right there? I'll hang it for you. I was just like, look. Um, nah, nobody told us about a restocking fee when we just bought this. You know what he said to me? 
he had the nerve to say, oh, yeah, it should be on the back of your receipt in small print. <laughs> he said that to me, man. I thank God I'm so calm. Like, I'm just, I like, for the most part, I'm a super calm person. I could just look bewildered when you're talking crazy to me like that. And I was just like, yeah, no, nah, I don't, no, nah, I don't want to pay 15%. Then this is what he said to me, y'all. He was like, oh, man, I will override it, but the computer, like, it automatically does it. Nah, nah, nah. No, no, no. Wrong answer. Let me tell you something. The absolute worst thing you could say to me, especially as a leader, a manager, someone who's running the show, is that there's nothing you can do about it. One thing I've learned in my life, I've had every single, I've had a lot of jobs. I started off at 13 years old as a um, helping the janitor at a college. So I done wash windows, mop floors. I done worked at McDonald's multiple times. I done been on the cash register at department stores. I done worked in the one hour photo department. Like, I've done all type of jobs on up to higher level sales in corporate America. And I'm telling you this much. One thing I've learned in my life is that there is always something that can be done. There's no such thing as it can't be done. It doesn't matter to me if you have to go find the person who created the computer program and find out how to get a code to override it, telling me that it's impossible for you that the computer automatically does something is not going to solve my issue. So they walked away and they went and figured out what they figured out. Now, I will tell you what happened. It took them a good 30 to 35 minutes to work my situation out. I was super frustrated about that, but I was calm. I was chilling because to me, it was about the end goal, which was my wife wants this other rug over here. We're going to get this other rug and I'm not paying 15% for a rug that I'm bringing back and exchanging. After I just paid an expensive price, at least expensive to me for a rug. OK, it was above my rug budget. So they made us wait. And, and in all fairness. It was one of those situations where once they worked the situation out, my man became super cool. So he was super like when they, when it was taking the 30 minutes or whatever they was doing, he came and checked on us. So it ended up being cool. I wasn't even mad at my man. But what I, what I want to take out of this situation is this. Like, the standard you live with is super important because people will try to force you to live at their standard. So my man, he was living at a standard of there's nothing that could be done. He told me that probably thinking I'm an average person that's going to walk away and say, oh, nothing can be done. I'll pay the 15%. Here you go. No, 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 no. That's not who I am. That's not how I am. One of the things I try to do as much as I can in life is force people to live at the standard I'm at. Or if a person is a higher standard than me and, and they're stretching me, I'm trying to get to where they're at. So it's one of those things where like you have to be mindful of like the life that you're living and being proactive. In, and I'm talking about that might sound like a small thing to you, but I really take the stuff I talk about on this show super serious. And I really try to live my life like this, where it's like, no, like I'm living at a standard. I don't accept no standard of the computer is forcing me to do it. We need to break the computer then. Like, break it. And, like, people hack in the computers all the time. You need a hacker on premise to specifically throw a virus in your computer and change the coding or something to override that if you're telling me as a manager, right? And so what I want you to think about as a leader, as a person that's growing in purpose, as a person that has 
you either an entrepreneur or a manager, whatever it is, don't have this mentality of, oh, it's nothing that could be done. I, and I don't even believe that the customer's always right. That's not, I, I don't believe in that. I never have, right? But what I am saying is that you as a leader should always be doing the most you can, especially when it makes sense. And that, now I understand a restocking fee in general, right? But that leader was telling me that as a leader, I can't outthink the computer. I don't have the ability or the capability or the authority to override a computer. That means that the computer is thinking for y'all because you as the manager should be able to say, look, in a normal situation, if you were bringing back a $5,000 couch, even if that was an hour later, even if it was two weeks later, you're going to have to pay this fee. But listen, my man, you bought a rug. This might be the cheapest thing in a whole store, not literally, but kind of. All right. You bought a rug. It wasn't that expensive, right? It was expensive, but it wasn't that expensive. And it's just hanging up. We're not restocking anything. As a manager, you should be able to, on your own merit, make that decision. So I'm just challenging y'all, man, just like I'm challenging myself. Live at a higher standard in everything you do. Because guess what? If you want to be a leader, you have to be a leader now. It, like If that manager wants to become go from a local store manager to a general manager to a regional manager, national, like you're going to have to change the way you're thinking, buddy. Like... <laughs> Because you're thinking too small. Like, you're, you're thinking like you don't have a, the authority to override a computer? Don't tell me that, man. I will literally look at who, what, what um, software y'all using. Google hot figure. Like, do, do at least try. Don't tell me that. But because I didn't accept that, he had to raise his standard to match mine. My standard was figure it out. I'm not leaving out of this store. And so at the end of the day, man, I don't know what's up with him, but I will say this. He did resolve the issue. He was super nice about it once it got done. Sometimes you have to kind of pressure people into living at a higher standard, at least if they want to deal with you. Now, you're dealing with other customers. I don't have nothing to do with me. Do what you do. But if you're going to deal with me, you're going to get your act together, and I'm not paying you no 15%. Guys, people, it's time for the J. Will Music Song of the Day. I'm taking it back to my project entitled God Knows My Art. Just because we're talking about dream, create, rinse, repeat, and that feels like art to me. Um, if you're interested in hearing my music, it's everywhere. Like Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere. All you got to do is type in J. Will Music. That's J-W-I-L Music. All one word. This song is called Underestimated. Produced by the homie Darrell Red Campbell Jr., and I love this because it's nostalgic and it takes me back to college when I used to do a lot of freestyling. But please do listen to the words. And when we come back, we are going to get social, people. Yeah, yeah. This feels so nostalgic. It's like, take me back to my college days, you know. Me and my roommates wake up in the morning, throw on the track and just start freestyling. We did that for like, you know, a couple hours, something like that. I feel like I was born to be something that I could never be Try my best to stay low key, I don't want them to see My full talent I hold back every time when I'm rapping Cause I don't wanna look back and regret everything that has happened I don't wanna blow up, I'm trying hard not to I didn't wanna grow up, I tried hard not to A Toys R Us kid, that was the best feeling I remember the song like it was yesterday I don't wanna grow up Cause if I did, I wouldn't be I mean that really wouldn't be good It's like Groundhog Day waking up in the hood 
Go to sleep, wake up, still stuck in the hood. I know your favorite rappers glorify the hood life, but they move their kids out to live the good life. And you take it as being hospitable While your son in the streets ends up in a hospital They convince you not to cross 8 Mile They live on 26 Mile You know that's how they get down You know I'm only speaking truth Let the truth set free Don't fall in love with the lies Too much TV Too much entertainment Give us books to read These days people hate everything that they need These days people hate everything that they need These days people hate it But they know that they need it uh. Education is underestimated. What if the cool kids were the kids that did good in school, kids? What if Lane was robbing your brother, fighting your sister? You could only be fly if you fight in a system. If teamwork makes the dream work, then the only way the dream works is if the team work. Death to lazy time to work your plans. Afraid of success because you don't want to hurt your friends. Misery loves company, tricks from the devil. When you can only be friends if you are on a level. The moment that you start to grow, they feel smaller. The next thing you know, they don't ever call you. Uh, just a decision that you gotta make. And when you make it, that's the price that you gotta pay. Can't afford to get a credit card, homie. Cause credit is the new slavery. You owe me, I own you. The only question is how much can I loan you? I'm interested in gaining your interest. But you should know that the moment you enter this, you are no longer considered an independent artist. That contract could change your life. Uh, that contract change your life. Uh, those contacts will change your life. Uh, and that car might change your life. Uh, that contract will change your wife. Uh, that contract will change your life. You just heard Underestimated by J. Will Music. If you like that song, please do add J. Will Music to your Apple Music and Spotify playlist. Also on Amazon, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else where digital music is played. I'm also going to give you a hidden treasure right now. This is a website I want you to go to, germainwilson.bandcamp.com. Again, germainwilson.bandcamp, B-A-N-D-Camp, C-A-M-P.com. Check out that website. It's a hidden treasure. You'll know what it is when you get there. It's been a while. But it's time to get social, people. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Guys, people, if you're new to the show, this is where I used to go to my Facebook page. And we would read a couple posts, uh, yeah, we would read a couple posts, and then I would read some comments and tell you all about it. But today's Let's Get Social segment, I actually want to tell you why I'm taking a break from Facebook. So first, let's start with this um, little post I made last week, I guess. So I have actually been off of Facebook probably for five or six weeks. Um... I still was doing maybe a couple ghost posts because I can post without actually being on there just through my website and my Instagram page or whatever like that. And that was just to the Inspire Guys People page just so, you know, maybe people want to check out the podcast and things like that. And then last week I was like, you know what, I think this is going to be an extended thing for me because I'm not one of those hasty people. Number one, I don't like just doing stuff because of how I feel on a certain day. I try to make sure this is like really how I feel. I always say if it's a good thing today, it'll be good tomorrow. And so 
I'm going to read this post that I made on Facebook first. It says, I appreciate all the love and support you've shown me through the years. Facebook has been a cool place where I've made a lot of great connections. For now, though, I'm growing in business and want to make sure I'm completely focused on my goals. So I'm logging off for a while. I'm not sure how long a while is. If you want to keep in touch from time to time, email me at jermainewilsonmusic at gmail.com or follow Mr. underscore Bellwether on Instagram. That's Mr. underscore B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R. My podcast, Inspire Guys People, is up to episode 91 and still going strong. You can hear me there every week. New shows release on Wednesday, so please subscribe. I appreciate every listener. Always remember that God created you with the purpose. So I did stay on long enough um, to kind of at least reply to a couple of comments, and they were still kind of coming, and I had to delete it because I'm like, the whole point was I was logging off. And so I didn't want to spend the whole day actually responding to people. So if you responded on there, much love to you. I'll see it at some point. I'm sure. God bless you. But I wanted to just kick it with y'all. I hadn't told y'all on the show um, why I was taking a break from Facebook. And I thought it would be cool maybe to be a little transparent. Also, maybe there's something people are thinking about or dealing with. And maybe you can relate to some things. Maybe you don't. But first things first, for me, everything comes down to values. So like I'm, I've created these val- a value system of like what I'm actually going after, how I want to live my life in every area as much as possible. Of course, I fall short because I'm human, but I have this value system and I'm always looking at like, how does whatever I'm doing align with my values? And a lot of my, what I want to accomplish right from a value perspective on social media and on the Internet is. For me, the internet is not like about me personally, meaning you're not really going to see, oh, this is me and my wife watching TV. Oh, happy birthday to my mama. Like the, the internet for me is not really a place of like, oh, let me just share all of these random personal things. It's really about adding value. Similar to this show, I want to guide people to their purpose. That's kind of the objective of me being on the internet. And if I'm not doing that, I've always said, well, not always that particular because that I haven't always been that clarified in what my goal was. But I've always said that the Internet just for me ain't really super personal. And if that's all it was, I probably wouldn't be on there. So. Um, maybe I guess almost two months ago now, I posted something in Facebook. I used to use it to like post like very vague things, but like thought starters. You know, I like to be, I'm a deep thinker. So sometimes I'll post something. It'll be an abstract type post. Um, and it may be even about a controversial topic, but I'm not necessarily saying anything. I'm just bringing up the topic. Cause I like to learn how people think about it. And it was getting to the point where every time I posted something where the goal was to go into deeper thought or create dialogue, um, amongst intellectual people, um, and, and some of this could just be the timeline that I developed over years. Right. So I'm not blaming anyone for this, but it will always just go negative. And I will find myself getting a little frustrated because I'm like, I don't understand how these people who are getting negative are not understanding what I'm trying to say. And I was feeling like I started feeling like more and more people were trying to hijack my post for attention. Then I had those people who only really wanted to comment if they disagree. We've talked about them before. 
And it start getting weird when it's people you kind of know, like meaning you know them in real life. Y'all not like close or nothing. But it's like it just becomes this weird space. And ultimately, one day when I posted something and it, and it went left, I was like, you know what? This communication style, this platform isn't allowing me to commute, communicate the way that I want to and get the response that I'm looking for. So then it has no purpose for me because my goal isn't to argue. And if the way this platform is, if every time you say something that's challenging or intriguing or deep, it causes argument and debate over deep thought and introspective dialogue, then I don't really want to be here. So for me, the environment of Facebook based on my particular timeline, right, because it's the group of people that I follow. And, and that happens because over the course of years, you following people for different reasons and your values change, right? I've changed. That's the reality of it as I've changed. I'm a different person. And so I just had to sit back and be like, you know what? This is draining. I don't want to argue every day. Um, it's pointless. So again, it did have a purpose because there were a lot of podcast listeners that came from Facebook. So one of my challenges was like, if I don't, if I get off of Facebook, I'm going to lose some listeners because Facebook was a really, I had a really successful podcast campaign going on, like um, where I would do this thing. Like um, I would say something extreme, like you're always late for class because you don't listen to my podcast. So I would say something extreme and then say the reason is that because you don't listen to my podcast. And that was really catching on. And so I sacrificed that. Right. And I'm, I'm a little salty about that if I'm being honest, but I had to, I had to make a decision based on my personal values and my values are more important than whatever attention that little marketing campaign was getting me. Cause it's like, ultimately the purpose of being here, if I can't accomplish that, then even with the marketing, I'm probably reaching the wrong group of people. Right? So anyway, I'm off Facebook for a while. That's my, my long story about being off Facebook. I'm curious if anybody else has thought about social media this way, you know, feel free Hit me up on Instagram because I am on Instagram now, Mr. Bellwether, Mr. Underscore Bellwether, B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R. There's no A in it like weather. But, you know, hit me up or email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Let me know, like, how you feel about it and, like, what you think. Uh, also, email me if you want today's show notes because I do think I'm going to create um, something digitally to share. Um, for today's content, but let me know how you feel about social media and like the environment. Is it just me? And again, feel free to like have dialogue with me. It doesn't, you don't have to agree with me. I don't want to argue with you, but that don't mean we got to agree. So but it's one of those things for me. I, I'm taking a break and I'll be honest with y'all. I'm real close to deactivating the whole thing. I just don't like to make hasty decisions. So I'm like, all right, take a break for however long. I don't like giving time frames to stuff. The other thing, if I'm being real, Facebook has become super political. And one thing I do not like about politics, if you know me, is I don't like how divisive politics are. I'm independent. So it's like so much of today, how people view you is based on your politics. I don't like that. It's like politics to me is the new way to discriminate against people. It's, an, it's the new way to stereotype people. And say, oh, if you this, you think that. If you this, oh, you, ah, uh, you this. 
I don't like stuff like that. I'm an individual. Like God gave me an ability to think for myself. I'm independent. I don't have a problem with any political party. But Facebook has become this place that's just heavily driven off politics. That could. And you know what? I, I'll say this. It could just be this year. Like it could really just be the fact that like we are we've been in a pandemic. You got an election year. You can go back to my episodes earlier in the year. And I told y'all in election years, it gets real weird. It gets real divisive. And we probably not done yet because we in the home stretch. So I wouldn't be surprised if another video or another this or something to separate people and cause them to vote one way or another arises. Again, I don't judge anyone who gets involved in that stuff. I don't like it. It's not genuine to me. It doesn't feel authentic. It feels super judgmental. It feels super stereotypical. Um, and it's segregated. I don't like it, especially as Christians. I believe we need to be united as possible. And so I'm not going to make, you know, my identity about something that separates us as believers. There will be tough conversations. I've been having tough conversations. So I've been having those conversations face to face or zoom to zoom, screen to screen. Um, God has blessed me where I'm in a position in corporate America where People are reaching out to me. There are, you know, a lot of Caucasian people um, because of some of the things at work that I'm involved in and leadership. Um, you know, it's causing people to want to reach out to me and get my perspective. And even those aren't perfect conversations. And, and I'll say this. The reason I don't like having all these crazy conversations online, these deep conversations about race and politics online is because even in person, they're too complex to unpack in one setting. If you want to have these conversations, you have to be willing to put in the time. That's something I notice. And so with me, if you're not committed to like putting in the time to properly unpack the conversation, I don't really care to have these conversations because I told, you know, this, this guy um, had an exec, you know, a, a top level. He's higher than I am for sure. Um, as far as work goes, reach out to me. And it's been interesting because I've had a lot of people who are, um, you know, my senior in the corporate world reach out to me. Um, it's been humbling that people even want my opinion. Um, but also I told him, you know, straight up, I was like, look, cause he asked me some questions. He wanted to understand some things, you know, Caucasian gentleman, uh, probably mid fifties, um, from the deep South. Right. But he's a cool guy. I've, I've crossed paths with him um, earlier this year. You know, we actually met in Houston at, a, at an event um, that we were working on, working at. And um, he was a cool guy, decent guy. We didn't talk a lot. But long story short, he wanted to understand, like, just about like, hey, you know, I see how people are rallying behind different people or these different names that come out from videos. And he wanted to understand. And I was like, I respect your question. But part of the issue is that everyone wants to have the conversation based around an event or a hashtag. And I was like, until we start having this conversation as human beings, we're never going to get anywhere. I need you to view me as a human, not a hashtag. I need and I get it. People have all these sayings and things now. That's cool. I'm not judging nobody. But for me, I want to talk human to human especially as a person who's politically independent, because what most people want to do is they assume you're black. You must think this way. I don't like that either. And I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be from the hood. 
I'm proud of my experience and my growth in life, but I'm not just like everybody else just because they from the same place as me or just because we like, like, no, just I, I don't like the whole all black people think like this, all white people think like this. When people start, start talking like that, you losing me. And so let's have these conversations as human beings, not as profile pictures screaming at each other because it takes more than that. So those are some of the reasons I had to take a break from Facebook because it's not really that productive and it's not adding value to what I'm ultimately trying to build. So if you check out my Instagram page, we also have a page for Inspire Guys People, literally called at Inspire Guys People. I've been thinking about changing the name to that um, to something a little shorter. But for now, it's at Inspire Guys People. Check us out on Instagram. You're going to see what I'm trying to build out. And look, man, it's been dope to talk to y'all today. We've been doing a lot of interviews. We got more interviews coming up. But I wanted to have a show, um, a little, you know, kind of a throwback vibe show. Bring back some of the segments and just talk to y'all, just me. Um, I'm going to try to get Lavelle on the show coming up. Also, just share feedback. Let me know what you want to hear on this show, um, what you like, what you might not like, all those things in between. But please do give us ratings and stuff on Apple Podcasts. Share this show. I can't ask you enough. Please share the show, especially since I'm not on Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm taking a sacrifice on uh, some of the marketing and, and depending on the value that I've created over the course of almost two years with this show. And hopefully it continues to bless y'all and y'all continue to rock with me. Um, so far, you know, we still doing well. It's still multiple countries and things like that. Um, I've seen I have seen like a 10 percent dip um, in the last week and a half in the listener base overall. And I know that that's probably tied directly to Facebook, but I got a bigger, broader goal and we still doing really well. So I'm not tripping. But sometimes just like the stock market, I'm on the way up, but I got to take a step back to go forward. But we still in the right trajectory. So thank you all so much, guys. People, I love you all. This was amazing. Have you an amazing day, week, minute, hour, second. Yeah. 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 God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's People. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.